And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. There was once a babysitter. Her name was Saria. She was babysitting for a child named Zachary. He was a gentle but shady boy. After a few hours, he went to bed. Crack! The floorboards upstairs creaked. Oh no. What? Zachary? Are you okay? No answer. Zachary! She turned around and looked through a window, and there was a man holding Zachary's head. A policewoman ran into the house. What's wrong? Murder! Hush already. She, Saria pointed a quivering finger. There! Through that window! The policewoman said, Are you sure you're okay? Because... That's not a window. That's a mirror. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, December 21st, and for the first time in mm, 20 months, a few of us are coming to you live from the same location. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me... Actually, alongside me, I can <laughs> reach strange. out and touch him. This is so Taz strange. Mellis. What's up, man? Human beings in the same room. <laughs> things are weird, but things are very exciting. Yeah, we're here in the Classic Factory. Uh, of course, making the magic happen. Super producer, JD. Hello. There he is. Just over there. Yeah. Hi. And uh, joining us live, we think, thanks to the power of technology, it's the international man of mystery, Lee Ellis. Friends, eh? Mm. There he is. Wow. JD, you've done it. It's working. There it is. Wow, so yeah. far, so good. Yeah. I want to stand up and give you a standing ovation, but <laughs> something may fall over. Uh, but honestly, look at this place. It's coming together. It's, yeah, it's, it's getting there. Sure. It's getting there. Let's say that. Uh, no TK today. No Trey Kirby. He's, um, I think he's still busy making tiny snowmen. Uh, in Illinois. I think we'll have TK on tomorrow's show. We'll swap in Lee for TK because we're doing a little test run here in the Classic Factory. Right. Um, temporary desk, permanent location. Okay, yeah, This we might play ping pong later in the show. This will be the new Crossfire. <laughs> we just actually played a 21 or something like that. Yeah, get a look at that. It's an actual ping pong table that we just like cut, you know, cut in half uh, because we're waiting on our official desk. But we, we can make it work, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. We got the paddles. They're right here. No, yeah. just kidding. A little bit later, yeah. Uh, but yes. Oh, the classic factory sign. I mean, this is really all that we need as it sort of goes in and out of focus here. Uh, <laughs> as we're out. So the point is... Uh, there's going to be some kinks that we sure. got to work oh, out. Yeah. Sure. Right, JD? You're saying, yeah, 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 go ahead. Like... What's going to go wrong here today? What do you oh, think is going to be the number one thing? Uh, firing stuff, you know, leaving things unmuted, uh, <laughs> lights falling from the sky, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, it'll be fine. It'll be fun. It's 
It's way more. This is more excited than I felt doing a show for a long, long, long time. Great. It's got the the adrenaline's re- pulsing through my bod. And yeah, <laughs> taking the temperature of the crowd here on the stream team, they are loving it. That's good. Comments Great. looks amazing. This looks fantastic. This is a personal space line in between Skeets and I. That's a very good comment, Sam. You know, no, can't cross <laughs> don't it. Cross, can't, don't cross. Don't cross it. <laughs> don't. There it is. So fantastic stuff, JD. Yes. Thank you. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm already loving the vibe of this room, I will say, here in the Classic Factory. And I can't wait till Lily's back and Trey, and we'll have all four of us in here. We get our new desk. We're going to add to the set. Again, work in progress here. The garage feels good. It's a room. It's a garage. Our cars are right over there. Yeah. Can't see them <laughs> yeah. on camera. Make sure you turn off your electric. It's very quiet. Uh, shout out to the stream team. We should say that for joining us here on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Um, We'll be doing this for the rest of the week in theory, right? Up until at least Friday. We don't have a show on Friday as we mm-hmm. get closer and closer to Christmas. Then, unfortunately, JD, you're leaving. Well, am I? I mean, I don't oh. know now. I don't know. We'll my, see. Yeah, my point is this is an actual test run because we might have to go back to the old Zooms or StreamYards, and uh, and then in the new year we'll be in here permanently. That's the plan, at least. So, yeah. so uh, you know, stick with us here. Email in your NBA questions. No dunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. And yeah, if you are just a part of the pod squad, you're really going to want to check out today's show. At least have a look at the uh, the neon sign that we have and the art we have up and the <laughs> ping pong table. At least come over to, uh, to No Dunks on YouTube and, and subscribe, even if you don't consume the show that way. Maybe the fact that we're having so much fun, you feel so good, JD. Maybe you won't want to go to Canada. Mm. Maybe you'll stay. Oh, wow. Maybe you'll just stay, it's... cancel Christmas, and work right through oh, the holidays. Oh, let's just do a Christmas show. We'll, we'll talk about every game, JD. We'll jump on here after every game. We'll go live for like 12, 13 hours. No? Uh, my excitement does have a limit. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It, okay. It, yeah, Leo will pick there. you up at the airport. JD. Yeah, JD, let's do it uh, Do it from Canada, half in Canada, half in the uh, United States, like you used to do in the very start of right. the uh, athletic days. Right. You and Skeets are up here, so uh, maybe we can do it now. There's plenty of room in this bedroom that I'm in right now. You can uh, come bring your stuff. Have a great old time. I'm, gra- I'm glad you brought up Lee. I forgot he was here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what, guys? Honestly, I'm not sure if I just start talking if JD has to bring me in or if I just pop in. So I'm like, oh, no, 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 just talk, talk, baby. Oh, man, we're on half on Zoom, half on StreamYard, half in a different country. I don't know how things are going to go today. But. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Uh, well, let's get into some game talk. Later in the show, we'll hit the beach. Uh, you guys have already sent in some great questions, so we'll get to those. Uh, but we start with Joel Embiid, scored 41. 76ers beat the Celtics 108 103. Tass, take it away. Big takeaways. My goodness. Watching that dude in the fourth quarter, Joel Embiid just absolutely take over. I saw you tweet, Skeets, that if Joel Embiid can play like this every single night, then it changes the landscape in the Eastern Conference. It's just a lot to ask a guy to have a 17-point fourth quarter when really the Celtics should have won this game. They're up seven with four minutes left, Mm -hmm. and they just can't close the door because they don't know who they are. Like The Sixers do know. They do know who they are, but they are lacking a, a ball handler on the outside. I know Tyrese Maxey wasn't there, but I mean, it's it was fun to, to just salivate over Joel Embiid for a little bit because the guy took over those last three shots in the last minute 30. In today's game, sometimes it's hard to get the ball to a big guy, but yep. he, they were just playing that two-man game. Him and Steph. Steph. I called him Steph. Him and Seth Curry on the left side of the floor, and Embiid would get the ball, and he took three consecutive shots in the last minute 30 off of one leg that banged home each and every time, especially that one with 12 seconds left. So he had a 41-point night. 
I think that the, Daryl Morey is kind of doing the right thing here, just absolutely waiting for, for somebody great. I think he's waiting for a superstar-ish type player. The Lillards, and, the Beals. Yeah, instead of, instead of kind of settling for somebody good because I don't know how many – amazing years we have of Joel Embiid but I I just think you can't rely on him to do all this Mm -hmm. and as solid as Tyrese Max is you need somebody to create and and they're waiting for somebody to to get free from their situation to help Joel Embiid because when you watch him and my favorite team to watch him against is the Celtics by far because I think he just he gets it going in the brain that this is a rivalry and he's you know 26 almost 27 points and 12 against this team uh, throughout his career and uh, yeah, he just took over. But the Celtics team, I, I know, Lee, that you've mentioned that they need a point guard. Uh, and and I said, come on. I cited the Clippers. And I said, the Clippers have a couple guys like Kawhi and Paul George who can take over. They don't need a, a point guard. But the Celtics absolutely needed one down the stretch. They, they just kind of don't know who they are. They're playing Peyton Pritchard and Marcus Smart. They just don't get good possessions. Uh, so you're right on that one, Lee. I think you're you're correct <laughs> on that one. They wow, need somebody to. Wow. They need somebody. New to, studio, new task. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Here? This is, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, they need somebody to set them up because it goes to ISO, and the Sixers have a great defense, yeah. and and they figured it out. Back to Embiid, though, Lee. Um, mm. You know, a healthy, pissed off. You know, the closer Embiid, as he's called himself. Do you think that does actually shift the power a little bit? Uh, in the Eastern Conference, like can Embiid win this team just series after series when he plays like this? Because I know people will push back, and they did on Twitter last night. They're like, he's playing fucking Ennis Cantor slash Freedom. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, that's not a defensive-minded center by any means. I get that, but then I say to that, like, go back and see what this guy's done over the last three weeks. I mean, he's putting up these like forty ten type games. He's done it a couple times now, or like pretty close, similar lines. Like he is locked in right now, and I just think. I, I don't think they're as good as the Bucks, as a healthy Nets team and all that, but he's like a game changer, right, Lily? Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think it goes back to when Doc joined last season and he really said to Embiid, you're bigger, stronger, way more dominant than a lot of these guys, so go out there and prove it. And you're right. I mean, going up against Cantor Freedom last night, that's no real defense there. He's not a good defender at all. But Embiid did bully him and he did show also the range. He took it inside a couple of times. He got to the free throw, I think 15 free throw attempts in the end, hit the mid-ranges. And really what that does is shows the other team there's not a lot of options you can do even when you are at full strength because Al Horford not being there, he has been a sort of Embiid stopper in the past. So the Celtics were certainly missing him. But still, Embiid had to show last night, I am the best player. And you saw as well, he made a couple of really nice passes there to Tybal, who was cutting there. So when they sort of did put a bit more defensive pressure on him, he wasn't only looking to score, he was looking to get his teammates involved. So I think that's where the whole evolution of his game comes from. It's like, they can't stop me one-on-one. And if they are going to send a double or more bodies at me, then I have to trust these guys who are going to run to the rim and make the right pass and make the right play because that's how you dominate a game. It's not just from that one-dimensional like, okay, I'm going to post up or I'm going to get to the free throw line. It's doing everything and and reading the defense and giving uh, you know taking what the defense gives you. And I thought he just did a great job of that last night. And even the game winner, you know, maybe I wouldn't have thought that's the best shot ever to sort of have a, a drifting fader over two players, but the way that he was playing last night. He felt confident and he knocked it down. And I think that's really, really good. And, you know, Tass, you said Steph Curry and you corrected mm-hmm. yourself. But I tell you, Seth looked like Steph <laughs> out there last night. He was incredible, I thought, for Philadelphia. Hitting shots, hitting the mid-rangers, 
got the threes as well. And so that certainly helped uh, Embiid's game that he had him and Tobias Harris also playing well, knocking down shots because, you know, everyone's kind of affected with uh, with COVID right now. But when your main player, your best player sort of sets the tone and everyone else is knocking down those shots, that's why Philadelphia won. Boston, you know, should have, could have, whatever you want to say in the end, you know, close this one out. But the best player on the court, he led his team and uh, and hit that big shot at the end. And I thought that was just really good. And, and Embiid, pretty much on the first play of the night last night, went down and sort of hobbled up. And it's like, well, you know, because he's a big guy, when he hits the floor like that, you think maybe he's not even going to play the rest of the game here. But he shook that off uh, and went out there and was totally dominant. Yeah, over the last, I don't know, three weeks or so, Embiid, 42-14 and 14 versus Minnesota, 28-12 versus Atlanta. 43 15 and 7 versus Charlotte. Then they played the Hornets again. He had another 32. Then 32 9 and 6 versus Brooklyn. And then the 41 10 and 5 with four blocks and two steals last night. I mean, the MVP table, it's too crowded and he's missed too many games. And he probably won't even be there at the end of the season. My best point is if he plays like he's played over the last three weeks, come April, come May, then holy crap. I don't know. Like, there, at least, like, narrows the gap. Between, I think between Philadelphia and the rest of like the Eastern Conference elite team. For sure. It, it just feels like when they get to the playoffs, it's going to be like a couple of years back when Ben Simmons was out right. and Embiid had that first round series where he tried to carry his team. And if you watch the end of this game, yeah, obviously he was amazing. I mean, the guy can shoot off one leg, the footwork. Yep. He's going to be on Dancing with the Stars season 31 if there's a wow. stop. Do you see that footwork for a 280-pound man to be able to shoot off the one leg, the floaters? Uh, he is ridiculous, uh, but yeah, he needs help, and and I, I think Daryl Moore is doing the smart thing to wait, and th- that that person. <laughs> well, I mean, I know I, it's I, tough. Here, here's the funny part: Embiid gets hurt in the next game or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. having trying to carry this team, and then we say the opposite. Wow, Moore waited too long. Should have made a move. Could have got help in, right? Do you know, like he yeah. has the he's the, this is the risk factor, especially with Joel Embiid, who, you know, at times has unfortunately picked up injuries that right. put him out for a while. But I, 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 hear I, I, I just think, yeah, the ceiling is so high with this guy. He's just such a special talent. You should be thinking championship. Right, right, and, right. and you shouldn't be thinking, I, you know, I was a Malcolm Brogdon guy. I, I was I was, I was, was back in the Malcolm Brogdon potential for a trade for Ben Simmons. Right. But at this point, you Malcolm Brogdon not enough. available. Uh, but also, yeah, just I, I think he is smart to go for it. But yes, uh, yeah, Embiid is, luckily the Eastern Conference is kind of Middling a little bit, you know, beyond the 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 good teams up top, which include the Cleveland Cavaliers. But uh, yeah, there's there's some teams there that like the Hawks who have been slacking and uh, just and the Celtics obviously slacking yeah. as well. Although Jason Tatum looks like he's bulked up. Am I right, Lee? Like throughout the season, you don't usually see a guy get bigger from day one. But I think the slender shoulders have. I think they got him better. Well, yeah, I think it's those uniforms as well. They look a little slim on him, a little tight. I think he's got maybe a size too small. So he is trying to <laughs> no. emphasize a little bit of the bulk around the biceps and uh, and the uh, pectorals maybe. But uh, he's he's got very nice traps as well up the top here, I Jason Tatum. So, I think uh, he's gotten bigger. I, I really do. Uh, and uh, and I think, You think he's gotten bigger. He just thinks his jersey got smaller. What, yeah. is, what, what mm-hmm. does the stream the, team think? I mean, the weird... Weird fonts on that jersey, on that Celtics jersey with yeah. the, the Vista print. Yeah. And maybe Lee's, Lee's right in that. The font's so big, the jersey looks small. The the men and the traps look bigger, no yeah. doubt. No yeah. doubt, that's true. Um, it's got- a classic move, you know, when you when you think you've uh, bulked up a little bit. You want to pretend that you're not showing off while you are actually totally <laughs> showing off. So I think he went to the equipment manager and said, 
you know, I'm a uh, XL. Can you just put me to an L? I just want to just see how it looks tonight. I just want to feel a little bit more uh, svelte out there on the court. I think oh. it's working. Good no, news. He's like a, he's a schmedium, but he's going rocking. Yeah, the yeah exactly. Right yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else from this game, Lily? The the Sixers win over the Celtics. Uh, no, but, uh, well, just uh, Matisse Thibel, remember, uh, I picked him for most improved this season, and uh, he had a couple of those moments. You know, he hit the three late. He got a couple of those cuts inside to the basket, and I'm like, that's what he needs to do on a more consistent basis. That's what I thought he would be doing all season long, getting some easy, easy baskets to uh, put himself in that conversation. Not going to happen, but every now and again, you just look and you just think, I know why I actually made that prediction. Just uh, just <laughs> hasn't quite come true. Yeah, it's a strange lineup when and they throw out Thibel, who took five shots in 32 minutes, yep. and and Danny Green couldn't hit a three until in the fourth yep, quarter there. And they had one point off the bench. <laughs> one. One single <laughs> point. Right. And so, yeah, they're lacking depth. Obviously, you'd say about the Celtics, Lee mentioned Al wasn't playing, Grant not playing, Robert. Al Grant yeah. and Robert uh, weren't mm. out there. Uh, great first name, guys. Uh, so, yeah, those excuses go out the window. Uh, the, the Sixers just... Yeah, both teams. Both teams, at least the Sixers know who they are. The mm-hmm. Celtics, I think, struggle with that at the Still end of the game. Still trying to find that identity. All right, let's yeah. keep it moving here. Lee, we'll start with you. SGA and the Thunder beat the Grizzlies in John Morant's uh, return. And there was some uh, some little drama with John Morant. Yeah. Uh, with a fan and, you know, him getting sort of called out for uh, being back, I guess, with the team. It's very weird. But what do you think of the game itself? Yeah, well, to that point there, they went 10-2 and two in his absence, so, which was an incredible surprise. I thought if they could have gone 500, that would have been a win. So they played really well. And now Morant comes back. And Memphis got off to a good start in this one, but OKC did work their way back. This was also the revenge game here for the Thunder because last time they were in Memphis, they lost by 73. Uh, <laughs> and Morant was getting heckled on the side by some fans who apparently like, listen, we're better when you sit down. And he said after the game, he felt upset and hurt by that. And I can understand, of course, that's the, that's how he would feel. I mean, they've been on, you know, Memphis have got a legit star for the first time in a long time. He goes down and they play well. So there's always those clowns in the crowd who are like, well, maybe our team's better without our star player. We know that's not true. Jar last night, I thought he was really good. 16 points, eight assists, a couple of his classic sort of moves there where he gets in and bends his body and gyrates and rotates around to get a basket or get a look off or make a pass out to someone like Desmond Bain. But it wasn't enough. And really, the credit here goes to the Thunder in that last minute there Really good connection between Josh Giddy, the Australian, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the Canadian. Great, uh, just like it is right it's now. Like no a couple of Canadians and yeah. Australian working together and really <laughs> making the magic happen because, first off, it was Gilgis-Alexander who fired a ball under to Giddy, who laid it up and put the uh, thunder up. And then on the last play of the, uh, of the thunder uh, possession... Uh, Mark Dagnall drew up a really good play where Josh Giddy threw the ball in from half court. The team's all lined up there, and Gilgis Alexander just ran straight to the basket, and Josh Giddy found him with a perfect pass, and he put him up three and pretty much sealed the game from there. And that was just such a well-designed play. The Grizzlies knew they completely botched that defensively. You should always have some one guy hanging back for that possibility because the lane was open. But uh, really good stuff there. Josh Giddy, another fantastic game from him. He continues to be playing really, really well. I mean, you know, without trying to play the homer card here I, I was hoping for good things from him this season another double double here last night 19 points 11 assists shot the ball well hit three threes uh and yeah the connection that you're seeing between Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy, I think is really encouraging here for mm-hmm. uh Oklahoma City Thunder fans we talked in coming into the season Skitsy, I know you said will they win 10 games 
Well, they won their tenth last night and only nineteen losses. So that's that. That is a surprise, though. I mean, I'm not trying to sort of make fun of your prediction because it looked like that at the start. But really, they have had these games where they play much better and look good and did close out the game last night. So really impressive stuff. And uh, they're becoming, you know, fun to watch, fun to cheer for right now, the Thunders. But there's, there's been so many connections there. We've got the Dort man there. We've got the uh, Australians and the Canadians. So we can all play the Homer card together. We've never really been on the same team with all the Homers. And uh, maybe that's what's happening now with the Thunder. Maybe that'll become the No Dunks team. Yeah, you better not make fun of my prediction about the Thunder because you were the one that wanted them relegated after they lost by 73 points. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, they got some revenge there last night. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they're not as bad as that one brutal, brutal loss where you were free freaking out yeah i also freaked i also freaked out because uh i just thought that going into the second half of the season maybe they're gonna sit guys maybe they're gonna sit shea because that's the story that they wrote last year and and that's what they did they sat guys Mm -hmm. and so yes i was upset and i had uh people on twitter last night after they came out with that victory well i'll say person it wasn't people on twitter it was just one (laughs) one singular person said to me are you gonna rail on them again are you gonna say they should be taken away from the league or relegated or whatever if they play their guys, it was my my gripe with this team. Just have to play their right. guys. And I, we'll get into a question a little later in the show about redrafting this past draft. And Josh Giddy, no way is he taken at six. I think he gets he Goes pops higher. he gets popped up there because he looks phenomenal. Uh, and he's a guy to to cheer for. Yeah, he's still a young, young, young guy. And obviously up and down the roster, yeah, it's as long as they play. Um, yeah, they have they have impressed, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, your your prediction wasn't wrong. It seemed like they're the only team that's really tanking, but obviously Josh Giddy can play, and uh, that's it's, it's a, it is a really fun team to watch. I will say the John Morant thing. I'm going to try something here on uh, on our program here. Just got John Morant's. Yes, this is working oh, for nice. me. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm showing a tweet that I just put together, <laughs> wow. and it's working. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there it is. Thank you to Canva, not an ad. Uh, John Morant, I don't know if it was the the conversation he had with that fan, but he is taking himself off social media for a while. Mm. Peace out. Anybody who need me has got my number. Love is love, John Morant. So uh, well, yeah. I don't know what that situation yeah, is. Yeah, Lee, do you ever worry when you're not on an episode of No Dunks that uh, you know the stream team and the fans are going to be like, uh, you know, don't come back, man. They're killing it without you. You're just, uh, or never, never even crosses your mind, does it? It's the opposite. They miss you. Yeah, yeah. The, the only show I really did miss was after I picked Josh Giddy to come number six in the draft, and I wasn't in the post draft uh, oh, tra- right. uh, the post draft show because I was coming back from Europe. But I remember when I booked it, I thought, "Ah, oh, it's all right. I think we'll be fine for that show." But uh, yeah, got the scoop, and then I wasn't over there to uh, collect my flowers from all the fans. So uh, that's the only time. It's every now and again you just got to duck out though and take a day off. It's good to refresh and recharge. <laughs> so I'm with Jar on that one uh, from the uh, show point of view. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, let's keep it going here. Let's get to the Utah Jazz. Started fast, pulled away to beat the Hornets. 112-102 is the final score. That's important, as we'll uh, get to later in the show right. when it comes to pick-up <laughs> results. Good job, Hornets. Way to keep it sort of close. Um, but, you know, I mean, the Hornets, they can't start games. They're absolute garbage. They were down a monster number again. Yep. Trey... I don't want to call him out because he's not here. But remember, he was like, the Hornets play a, a Skittles game. It's not broccoli. Mm-hmm. It's Skittles. It's like, uh, there's no defense. Let's just like bomb a bunch of threes. Don't get back. This might happen with the Jazz. But it was the opposite. Nobody could hit a shot. Utah only shot 35% in this game. They yep. win. 
Charlotte didn't shoot much better, 39% if you want to round up. So it was much more broccoli than it was Skittles. Um, but at least, again, for me in the pick'em, Charlotte erased that 17-point deficit. They took the lead on a Kelly Oubre dunk. Mm-hmm. And then the Jazz, because they're the much better team, like, okay, hold on. Let's let's uh, get our focus back that we had early in this game and then took care of business winning by 10. You know, it was Conley and Bogdanovich hitting some, some clutch buckets. I think Mitchell then had another and one. So the game was over. But my takeaway in watching a lot of this one, the Hornets desperately need a big guy. Mm. The Plum Dog Millionaire and P.J. Washington, the, the Chevy Tracks, and, <laughs> you know, Nick Richards, I guess. This is not cutting it because this was a perfect example if you watch the Jazz game. I know you're going against Rudy Gobert, who takes care of the glass. He got a big beef. Fortunately, uh, we don't have the footage because, uh, you know, Trey, he just hoards that. He doesn't allow us to, like, cut <laughs> it. So we'll, we'll show you the big beef when Trey gets back. But they just got destroyed on the glass. I think it's 22 offensive rebounds, 22 second chance points. It's like... This team, the Hornets, need to be active at the deadline here to get not a huge name. I mean, Miles Turner would be great, but at least some help at the center position, right? Yeah. Because this is how they've been out rebounded. I think it's like 14, 15 of the last 16 games. Yeah. It felt like going in that Rudy Gobert was going to have his lunch. And yeah. uh, that was an easy 2020 for him. And he's playing his absolute best basketball of the season recently. If we're talking best centers, it's kind of hard not to look past Joel Embiid. Obviously, Nikola Jokic yep. and uh, what Rudy Gobert's doing. The guy can eat against anybody. And the Charlotte Hornets decide to go small against him. Uh, but the Jazz, I, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm puzzled by them because they're third in the Western Conference. They're 21 and nine, but they've given up these double digit leads over and over mm-hmm. and over again. They've had double digit leads in five of their nine losses, and then the other team has come back to win. Uh, and they did it very nearly once again against the Charlotte yep. Hornets multiple times, as you said, the first quarter, the fourth quarter, they're. They just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but they, they do lack the focus. Obviously, they just had a bad shooting night, but this was this was a game that they should bounce back because they just dropped two in a row. You'd think that they'd, they'd scrap after losing two two games, which were both at home, if I, if I am yeah. correct. They don't have a great home record this year. Strange. This and maybe you want to start. They're third in the Western Conference. Do you want to go to Golden State if you're, if you're looking at yourself as an NBA champion? Do you want to go to Phoenix in the playoffs? Right. I know I'm looking ahead, but that's what you have to do with this Utah Jazz team. I think the good thing for them is that Boyan Bogdanovich is – Balling this season, it's flying under the radar. He's but a good guard. He's a good guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where we exactly? Um, I, he is never going to be a superstar, but yeah, he fits that gourd team. Mm-hmm. You know, the Hall of Very Good, the, the the good gourds perfectly. The guy is shooting forty two percent from three, ninety percent from the line, forty seven from the floor. Those are numbers are kind of flying under the radar. Be, mm-hmm. I guess because of the Utah Jazz, uh, but that's the kind of production you're gonna need beside Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs and Conley's always the the sort of the the question mark is he gonna be Mike Conley the, the guy that we know um but if you have a solid guy in Boyan McDonough you have a solid Rudy Gobert playing his best ball then you got hopes uh but yeah I I question you know do you want to be third in the Western Conference going right. into, going into the uh, but if they're if they're struggling on the at home I don't know. Maybe you do. There's less pressure. You know, the Jazz have a lot of pressure on them to to produce. So I, maybe. Yeah, I say they're struggling at home. I, I mean, I'm trying to look it up right now. It's not like they're sub 500 at home. Uh, it's something. It's like 11 and six or something like that. It's that's not 11 dom- and six. That's not home, dominant. Yeah. Like that's not yeah. that's not Utah like. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Lee, anything from this one? Uh, I do have a weird stat just to set you up. Utah improved to 30 and 0 all time when leading by at least 19 points after the first quarter. So when they get that big a lead, uh, they can get yeah. it all back and still win the game. At least that's what the numbers say. But anything from this Yeah, 
Well, well, just two things. One point about each. And, uh, yeah, the Jazz, having lost a couple of home games, you could hear it in the voices of uh, Bolajak and uh, and uh, Thurl Bailey there in the commentary team. They were like, we've seen this before. The Jazz just haven't been able to really shut the door on teams right now. Now, they did. They shook it off. But they certainly didn't look good there when they did give up the lead in the fourth quarter because the Hornets were scoring pretty easily. And I think the Jazz building up that huge lead because they came out of the gate really like determined to sort of bury a team. And then they did just sort of take their foot off the gas a little bit and nearly cost them again, but they recovered and uh, that's all that counts. And then for the Hornets, yeah, I mean, the Plumlee situation, I've, I've sort of been talking about that all season before the season, like they just can't go forward with him as their best big, but this is the other problem for the Hornets. What asset do they really have that they would be prepared to trade to get something an upgrade in that position because obviously it's not LaMelo Ball. No. I don't think it's Miles Bridges. I don't think they're going to move on from him. Then it becomes a Gordon Haywood who actually missed this game. Uh, and then you're starting to sort of look for those sort of maybe no, some it, of those it's, it's book night. It's Kai. Yeah. It's the real young, young prospects. that. Yeah. And, but you have to hope that a team, right. that a team right. really believes that one of those young guys is going to pan out if you're going to give up something significant like a Miles Turner, who who's probably is available out there. I'm just not sure the Hornets, you know, because I looked at their draft picks right now. They wouldn't even have their first pick, I believe, for next season. Uh, as it stands right, right now because right. it's protected against the Knicks. So, you know, those things can obviously move around throughout mm-hmm. the season. But this is a real problem for the Hornets, and, and I'm not sure they can even really address it fully this season because I just don't think they have the assets to to make something really big happen. Stream team chiming in, mm-hmm. letting us know. John Schumann writing, more home losses than they had last season, the Jazz already losing more games this season at home than last well, he year. He said something else, too. He also said, you may have read that in somebody's power rankings yesterday on theathletic.com. I guess not. I guess he's, no. That, that's kidding. Schumann. He's cutting, isn't he? Yeah, he can never just, just, he can ne- yeah. never just add to the show. He always has to... He always has he's to always going to just jab like a little knife in you. Mm-hmm. You know? Just a mm-hmm. tiny one, just to tweak it a bit. Sorry, I haven't had a chance to read the power rankings yet. John? <laughs> hey, we used to give a whole section of the very first uh, TV show the power rankings that's true. remember that's true. And in fact you know what we used to sometimes take little digs at Schumann so maybe he's just oh, remembered yeah, that and it. this is his payback he's like I remember that guys well here you go I'm gonna no, uh... it, it's so perfect Schumann in a weird way is like our Newman <laughs> Yeah. Right? Like, like Hello, Schumann. I guess there's, there's, we like each other. There's, you know, this, I don't know, there's, there's this little tension. It's great. Um, but the power rankings, if you're not reading the NBA.com power rankings from Schumann, well, come on. There is a, you do, there's almost too, you know what, Schumann, there's too much information in there. You gotta mm. dumb it down for us yeah. dummies out there, right? Mm. Yeah, mm. make it like mm. Zach Harper's power rankings on theathletic.com. <laughs> it's, it's a perfect balance. That's what we read. Uh, all right, the final games there from last night. I'll throw them all at you. Touch on any of them that you want sure. to. DeRozan and the Bulls, they beat the Rockets 133-118. Curry and the Warriors beat the Kings 113-98 in a shorthanded showdown. I mean, you could basically say that about every game right now. And then DeJounte Murray... Another triple-double for this kid as uh, he helped carry the Spurs past the Clippers, 116-292. Any of those you want to touch on? Well, as far as the basketball one that's most important, I think, are the Los Angeles Clippers just laying an egg uh, against the Spurs there. Mm -hmm. That was an effort thing. That was a coach going back to the locker room and saying, what was that? It really was. Spurs, some ridiculous numbers. Even though the Clippers got Paul George back, uh, the Spurs just got on the offensive glass. 23 offensive rebounds. 
That's a huge That's number. Uh, it's their worst effort of the season from the Clippers' perspective. I thought that the Clippers had a legitimate shot to get to the NBA Finals, and I still think there was a, a shot there, but there's it's a middling Western Conference uh, sort of a little grouping besides those three teams I just mentioned, like the Suns, Warriors, and Jazz. Beyond that, the Clippers could have jumped up, right? And but they're now they're sixth, and they're sitting behind teams like the Grizzlies and the Nuggets uh, because uh, they weren't able to stop the Spurs' effort. Really, the Spurs had seven possessions where they had multiple offensive rebounds. That's wow. That doesn't happen too often. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Clippers, unfortunate there. Um, as far as the other games. DeMar DeRozan, still king, just watching him. It's still glorious yep. to watch him. And, uh, yeah, the, the Golden State Warriors, Draymond Green, triple-double, 16, 11, and 10. The Warriors are 30-1 and one yeah. all time when Green has a triple-double. Thanks to Anthony Slater for that stat. Did and they're 9-1. Did you one see this. his son helping out on the sidelines, too? No. He was like, uh, I think he's only four years old. I don't know if he's a Dre Jr. I, I, I can't remember the kid's he's keeping name. keeping stats? He was, no, he was like, uh, they had him, like, shadowing, like, the... I don't know what they call it, like the ball boy, basically. Uh Like, you know, the guy that hands out, like, the towels and masks and jerseys and stuff like that, or, like, shooting shirts and stuff like that. It's pretty cute. Yeah, you can go check that clip out. Very cutely. Uh, I saw Ghostface Ziller, just back to the Spurs for a second. Yep. He wrote in his newsletter this morning, quote, We'll keep saying it until his name is on billboards. DeJounte Murray (laughs) is a star. The Fiesta uniforms are just icing. That rebound and expressionless three, expressionist list, blah, expressionless, yep. there you go, three near the end of the second half, so cold. A true spur, and he's averaging 18, 8, and 8 with two steals this season. So, Lee, that was Ziller. Do you mm. do you agree with him? Is DeJounte Murray a, a, a star already? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, he is having a fantastic season. I mean, I'm not sure if we want to get into most improved, but you, you, those numbers you mentioned there, I mean, he's averaging a rebound and a half and an assist and a half short of a triple-double. Right. It's just an incredible performance, and he plays defense. I think it's a little bit like the Spurs, though. Sometimes you just sort of look at Murray and you think, where is that guy that who can just go out there and put up those big numbers? He doesn't shoot all that well from three, and he doesn't even shoot all that well from the free-throw line. So he's got a few little per- uh, parts of his game to work on. But he certainly can ignite the fast break himself. He seems to have those super long arms. I don't know what his wingspan is. Maybe Schumann knows that. But he can <laughs> sort of generate uh, you know, his own offense from his defense. And the Spurs, after a very, very slow start, have gotten together. And he is great to watch. And I also you know, talk about a, a star and the numbers there. There's a buzz around now. I mean, will he make the all-star team? I'm not sure uh, if he sort of has stood out enough and their record counts against them because people like the Spurs, you know, they say, wow, this is a a boring team. That's the cliche. We know that wasn't always true, but maybe that also sort of counts against him for this season's all-star team. But he's certainly uh, at a table somewhere in a restaurant knocking on the door, ordering the wine, doing whatever, because uh, he's putting up great numbers and it's starting to have a, a more of an impact on his team's wins than it has in, in years gone by. Yeah. Um, like you said, MIP, definitely in the mix, maybe an all-star case there. You know, all NBA, that's down the line. But I think what we definitely are seeing here or learning is if the Spurs do make a move and they don't generally make a trade during the season, mm-hmm. but if they do, he's not going to be in it. This, Absolutely, I, I not. just don't. I just don't see it at all because he is the real deal. Not even close. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he is the one untouchable. Because mm-hmm. yeah, the other one, the other, a lot of the Spurs are Altizos. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they tickle. They give me a little tickle. Uh, they tickle the fancy f- for a game or two. Yeah, Lonnie Walker, Walker is a Hall of Famer when I watch. But there's, there's <laughs> guys, there's guys just up and down the roster that are extremely talented Devin Vassell uh, up and down the White. roster Derek White Pirtle. so yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's 
unlikely to happen here yeah. at the trade deadline. But yeah, I, I went through the potential of a package for Demontis Sabonis. If the Pacers, you know, see somebody on that roster that they really want, Josh Primo. The Spurs pick, but yeah, the Spurs just don't trade anyone midseason. Right. So, and, and it ain't going to be Murray. Is the is that's the, the one? Is no, the real point? I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break, so don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to hit the beach, answer a few of your questions. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Before we uh, hit the beach... To answer a few of your questions, let's check in with JD. Mm. How you feeling so far? We're like, uh, you know, forty plus minutes in here to our test run in the Classic Factory. Ah, uh, you know, it's been uh, pretty good so far. I, you know, we've, there's been a couple of flubs here and there. I just forgot to unfucking mute you coming <laughs> out of the break. <laughs> Didn't want to mention that. But yeah. Hell, you know, it's fine. It's, we're, I'm an open book over here, but uh, I don't know. So far, so good. I've got some notes for myself. I think I need to iris up on you guys. You're looking, you look good on my monitor, but on the streamyard, you're looking a little gloomy. Like, oh, uh, okay. but. Uh, yeah, this is there's there will be a lot of tweaks in the next few weeks. Okay. I think so. Uh, yeah. o- overall, great Over- so far. I'm happy with it. I'm happy. Yes. A B, B minus. Oh, uh, I would never give myself that high a mark. Probably a C plus. Okay. All right. Solid. You know, it starts to feel normal in here, and then a Zoom little bug pops up, and then you just you're reminded. You know, it's still 2020. <laughs> yeah. Still 20, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Rains you in. A I, bit. I like this comment from Jason. He asks, um, or I guess points out, I do miss the random leaf blower, though. Oh. Hope we can get one in the studio, even though there are no leaves. Well, what, five minutes before we went live, we could hear a leaf blower. We're yeah. like, well, 
guess it's time to start the show and then unfortunately <laughs> stop so don't worry jason yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get trains you're gonna get planes <laughs> you're gonna get uh leaf blowers you're gonna get uh, uh drumming hopefully uh <laughs> uh jackson's practicing a green day these days so oh, uh, green kerplunk? Day song, from kerplunk so, or no uh, <laughs> uh kerplunk is that the first one the, <laughs> yeah the, the second the no, first the hit very right first one yeah yeah uh, probably <laughs> okay. yeah yeah, well, so I can't wait. See. I can't wait. Uh, all right, let's hit the beach to answer a few of your questions. Oops. Yeah, you got quite the dance over there when it comes to the transitions. Yeah. Also, I got to say, I can't stand not being able to see you yeah. from our vantage point because your monitor is gigantic. You're literally just like, I can see the tip of your head. Yeah, just to peel back the curtain for everybody. Very, so it's very big. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> and you that and you start to realize how much better it would be if we could make eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll figure it out. We'll uh, reconfigure over there. Okay, so we're on the beach. Keep sending in your questions. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at no dunks inc. That's INC. You can leave them in the YouTube comments below. First one. Hey guys, longtime fan. I finally dove in and got NBA League Pass this year, and my biggest takeaway so far is just how great this rookie class is. With that in mind, if you were to redraft the 2021 NBA draft, how do you think the top picks would shift around, or would they? Thanks for the endless hours of entertainment. That's from Eric from MKE. Oh, oh, I think I hear a train. <laughs> That's a train. I don't know. If oh, we need to like uh, have something like. We need like a small like train set to like go around the table or something. Oh yeah, actually hear the train. Mr. Yeah, Rogers. I don't even know is it Mr. Rogers? Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had he had a train yep, for sure. Yeah, we'll get one. We'll get one. Uh, so the draft task. Why don't you get us started? I know we have Lily uh, still here with us up in Canada, uh, but you go first. Yeah, this email came in a while back, and uh, I saved it because we always talk about this rookie class. Uh, and, and I, I'm with Eric, but the, I think this class has gotten even better the last month because we just talked about Josh Giddy and friends. I think if we're redrafting, mm -hmm. so many good players out there, but I think Evan Mobley would be number one. I think he would jump from three to one over Cade, you know, over Scotty, over all the Jalens. I think it's clear this guy can do everything. Name one thing that this guy can't do. Right, he's a seven footer, and and maybe he can't take you like Kevin Durant off the dribble. But for a normal seven footer, a normal human being, he is so talented. I think this is the only guy in the draft. Evan Mobley's the only guy in the draft. You can clearly say we can build a franchise around this guy. And wow. I, I know that's a little disrespectful to Cade and to Scotty, mm -hmm. but I think Evan Mobley is just that much better on both ends. Uh, so I would go number one with Evan Mobley, and then to me, those guys I just mentioned, Cade Cunningham and Scotty Barnes. Well, it's, it's kind of a toss-up, and, and Cade hasn't even been around uh, for you know every game this season because of injuries. It's very difficult here. This was tough, uh, and the homer in me wants to say Scotty Barnes, so I will, okay. I think, uh, because <laughs> because Scotty Barnes is just so good defensively, but Cade is right there, so that's 2-3 for me. Uh, Scotty, then Cade, and then we're going to Australia. I think Josh Giddy jumps over all the Jalens, jumps over my fr my favorite Franz in the draft, but right. I, I think I would Duarte, throw... Yep. At, yeah, easily. Yeah, okay. He hops he hops over Duarte, but... So you giddy at four giddy, of the yeah. Raptors. Yeah, yeah, to the Raptors. He's just so good. And the last couple of games, he's averaging a triple-double uh, because he had that 18-rebound game, really, so it's it's cheating. But he is he's good. He's that, he's that good. And then, and then the fifth one is kind of tough because yeah. the Jalens have underperformed Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs 
have not been amazing shooting the ball. Uh, I kind of want to put Franz in there, but uh, being realistic, I would throw in Jalen Green there because he's shown enough flashes, and and it is going back to what he did uh, before he got to the NBA, really. Uh, but yeah, I think that's that's a tough call. But I'm going Mobley, Cade, Scotty. Nope, no, no, Mobley, Scotty, Cade, Giddy, Jalen Green. What do you think, Lee? Agree or disagree with uh, <laughs> Tass's redrafting there of the top five? Yeah, I pretty much agree. Um, I think Evan Mobley would be the number one pick. I think overall he's been uh, better. You had Kate at number two, though. Is that right? Did you say Tess, actually? Uh, yeah, I, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I would go yeah, I would go Scotty Barnes over Kate. Yeah, I, that's, hard, that's what I would do, too. I would actually put Scotty Barnes at two, and I would actually put Giddy at three, just a, just a bump ahead of uh, Kate. Sure, maybe a bit of a homerism there, but overall, Kate, remember, he didn't play those first few games. He got off to a bit of a slow start. Whereas Josh Giddy has been really, really good from the bounce. And I think uh, he deserves to get that little nod there. So I have Giddy at three, Kate at four. And then, yeah, number five, there's, there's a few guys who have made a case there. I mean, Davion Mitchell's had his moments as well. I think Franz Wagner has just got the, 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 the funnest mm-hmm. name to say. So I think he's probably in the mix there. And, of course, Jalen Green, remember, he hit the eight threes in one of his early games, had some huge highlights and dunks. But uh, playing on the Rockets, it hasn't sort of stood out. He's missed some time as well. So I think I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go Franz. Give me Franz at number five. So I have Mobley, Scotty, Josh, Cade, and Franz to uh, round out my top five if we were to redraft. So you guys both think that if the the Pistons were given the shillelagh of time, <laughs> the hourglass and Survivor, smash away if you want to reset, you think they would like. In having the number one pick, they would they would smash it and take Mobley over Cade, or or you guys are both saying Mobley that they would redo that and take him number one. They wouldn't really say it out that. loud, but yes, it, in their heart of hearts, I think. I, it's, uh, we're also we're also like thirty games or so into their careers, and 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 Mobley has just started off on a team that's been overperforming, and he's been a big part of it, so he stood out more. I mean. There's obviously so much time left, even just within this season. Yeah. And Cunningham, I think, has been really, really good. He's had yeah, really so nice do I. Moments. This is my point. I, I'm not. Yeah. Sh- I mean, as great as Mobley's been, I, I'm just not 100 percent convinced that the Pistons would be like, no, we'll go with Mobley instead of Cade Cunningham. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He's Cade has been great in fourth quarters. Obviously, he didn't get to play at the beginning of the season, and and that has hampered him. But Evan Mobley also was out with health and safety protocols, out with an injury, mm-hmm. uh, and he was able to come back, and that's difficult for a rookie to do i think he showed incredible resilience and he's just such a great modern day player the way he moves his feet as a seven footer on defense that's the biggest the biggest difference between kate and, and mobley obviously kate is creating and, and has been clutch uh but mobley's such a good defensive player on both ends so i, yeah. I think so yeah I, I actually kept kate with the pistons and then i think the rockets would immediately take evan mobley at number two then I think Scotty Barnes go to this as the Cavs in that situation at number three. Then it gets interesting. Who would the Raptors in the fourth spot? Because I was trying to think about like who would the team want too, right, to fit it. Mm. So is it Giddy? Is it a Duarte? Is it like a shooter that they would want? Because we've seen what he can do early on. Is it just Jalen Green on pure promise? That's where it got really tough for me. I don't know what I don't like know who the Raps would have picked yeah. at the fourth spot here if they could, you know, if those three other guys, like I said, Cade, Mobley, and Barnes are gone. They struggle so much playmaking. I feel like Josh Giddy okay. would be there. Okay, that's mm. fine. Uh, and then that leaves the magic at the fifth pick. So do they take Franz, who they end up getting ultimately at eighth, or do they take a Duarte or a Jalen Green promise or something like that? Yeah. So that's how I had it, a little different than you guys. I think I just kept the Pistons keeping Cade because I think he has been good, Lee, like you said. He has been. Um, you know, but Mobley right now 
rookie of the year leader and then Barnes and then and then probably Cade there in the in the three slot. But let's hear from you guys in the stream team. Um, if you're redrafting at least the top five, shift them around. What do you got? Second email here. With the league going full send with replacement players, it's going to feel like the Royal Rumble match when random wrestlers you forgot about appear in the match. Brooklyn Brawler, anyone? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Scotty Tuhati, The Godfather? No, don't remember The Godfather. <laughs> you don't remember The Godfather? He like literally came out. He was like a pimp. <laughs> huh. I remember a pimp, but I didn't remember um, him being the... And I can picture... like He was a wrestler, of course, that had a million other characters. Oh, he's one of those. Yeah. Uh, he's a jabba. But I can't think of another one. Maybe the stream team can help me out. Go ahead. Uh, oh, that he that he was, you're saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he was the god. He was known as the godfather, but he had, like, you know, again, people are going to tell me in one second here. He was, like, uh, I think he was in the, the Nation of Domination, if I remember at one point. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. All right. Um, the question here. So which random forgotten or flamed out guy do you want to see most appear in one of these lineups? That's from Fuad. Yes. So which guy not in the league, Lee, do you want to see come back? Well, first, I've got an idea and a suggestion for Adam Silver because, you know, he wants that mid-season tournament. Mm -hmm. Why don't you put all the guys who are in protocol into a gym, pick teams and make that the mid-season tournament? You know, there's enough players. <laughs> I think there could be something there. You can tweak the rules. I think you can have some fun with it, you know. So that's one suggestion. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we always have these uh, guys who have played in Europe and they get uh, really hyped up. And they come over and some of them pan out and some of them don't. We're seeing right now Campazzo is playing really well for the Nuggets, giving us those highlights, those treats. Well, let's bring back the other guys that we've had in the past. Milos Teodosic, I'd love to see him back in the league. Oh, yes. Marcelo yep. Huertas, I'd love to see him come back into the league. Rudy Fernandez, why not? Come back as well. A little bit of a different player than those guys. But, you know, though we've seen all those flashy passes and the behind-the-back stuff and over their head. And I think it was Teodosic who even bought one off his head last season in the European League. Let's get all those guys back there and just give them another shot because uh, we always hear about them. We always hope they turn out to be something special. And, you know, like it was for Teodosic and for Huertas, it didn't quite pan out. Campasso seems to be doing well here in his second year. So I'd love to see a couple of those guys uh, come back. And I know, Tash, you would have some fun with some of those guys' names as well. <laughs> yeah, that, we see here in the stream team, we got a Yule, Sergio Yule, oh, yeah. you that soldier yeah, boy. Yeah. Yule. <laughs> It's a good one. Yeah, that is a great one. I'd love to see him in the league. Uh, someone was also saying, hey, what about Nick St uh, Stauskas? <laughs> Nick Stauskas, he back, he's baby. back. Yeah. The Raptors just signed him. So he'll be on the Raptors roster. Uh, the Celtics got C.J. Miles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, well, yeah, C.J. Miles. There's a former Raptor, too. He had a, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess he played for a season, didn't he? Definitely. Yeah, he had a good yeah. season. And uh, he's not super old because no. he was taken out of high school. Yeah. Like, 05 last time. Right? Uh, my pick, though, for this, he's older. 39-year-old Leandro Barbosa. Ooh. Yeah, the head bob Barbosa. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see him. So Does he still have it? I know after he left the NBA, he played like a couple of years there in Brazil. I think mm. he's officially, officially retired now because then he was on like a, the Warriors staff, right? In the, uh, oh, that's true. That. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, uh, I, I think it's unlikely, but he could still get you a bucket for sure. Well, a guy who has been getting buckets that I want to see back is Anthony Bennett. Uh, I know he Ooh. didn't pan out as a number one Oof. guy in 2013, but he's only 28. He's playing for Hapwell Jerusalem. Uh, I saw these highlights courtesy of our man Kelly Dwyer, who was going through the guys that he'd love to see come back. Right. And, and he was definitely jokey-jokey, and he wasn't saying Anthony Davis. Or Anthony Davis. Anthony Bennett would come back, but he could be a, 
a, a big man rim running in today's game. He's six eight. He is a huge six eight. He's he's a, a big guy. He can hit the three. I saw him do some dunking in his highlights. I saw him bank a three that he didn't mean to, and that's right. that's not a great sign when his highlight package includes a banked three. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, yeah, he could. I mean, you could dream of him as a small ball center and kind of like what Otto Porter is doing for Golden State, like. It's a dream, anyways. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see him back in the league. Lee, if you think they, uh, if they were to redraft the Anthony Bennett draft, do you think he'd still go number one? <laughs> God, I can't even remember who went number two in that. What was twenty thirteen? Was that a yeah. Derek? No, it wasn't a Derek Williams. I think that was the year before. Jabari Parker was number two the year after. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah, wow, yeah, wow, yeah, wow! Yeah. Getting closer, zeroing ah. in. Yeah, uh, don't got it. But, uh, hey, listen, just one thing quickly. Mark Stein is reporting that uh, Lance Stevenson is going to be called yeah. up to the Atlanta Hawks. Great. So we're getting a little bit of one of those guys, you know. Like, Lance is probably only 33 or 34 himself. You know, he's bounced around the league a bit, so uh, he should be fun. He could really cash in on a situation like this. Wow, the 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 Grand Rapid gold just suddenly lost a lot of players. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were all on the same team. Stauskas <laughs> and him and Isaiah Thomas, like we talked oh, about. Oh, right. Yeah, so... They're all getting a shot here uh, in the league. Uh, let's hear from the stream team, though. Any other, uh, you know, fringe guys, if you want to call them that, you uh, would like to see get another cup of coffee in the league? Oh, fringe Wagner, the third, the third family member. <laughs> fringe Wagner. Is that what he said? Yeah. Skis was trying to hear what you said. What did he say? Well, he chimed in with fringe Wagner, the third Wagner. <laughs> no Franz and fringe. I don't mind it. All right. Our, uh, third... Hey, I'll tell you what, these jokes will hit better when we're all in the studio. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. Okay, you won't have to wait. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, our next one here. Hi, all layups. I can not remember a single time that I've seen an NBA player go two for one near the end of a quarter and actually make the first shot. While I understand the logical justification for the quick shot, it simply doesn't seem to work. I mean, I guess it rarely works. He's sort of right here. Uh, What is something you try often despite the fact that it never seems to actually work? Turnips, love root, veg, (laughs) onion. That's from Seppi in Pittsburgh so Tass yeah something you try often despite the fact that it never seems to work I try and be fast Skeets okay. I think I think I still have that potential I was at a uh, a dinosaur exhibit with my child do you know the velociraptor can run 40 feet in one second hmm. Four, that's, that sounds crazy. That doesn't I mean, they, seem right well like their one stride is probably 40 it's 40 feet it's not like a one it's not 40 yards one stride is 40 feet well no but it's one second it's like two well l- listen I'll show you a video JD if we could roll that video of me trying to emulate a, a velociraptor uh, th- so this is me so you run from like line oh, to line race? oh god <laughs> hey did you slow that down JD you I de- did not. I oh, think you did. Anyways, I, I didn't. Anyways, this, this because I, I do have a slow motion oh, version. I stopped. Well, I stopped there. No, I stopped there because my child. Oh, you did My child oh, triggered the time. sensor. Good time. Let, if you don't mind, let's see that again. I was really fast on the. first I'm getting one, some Jay. Darren Ravel vibes. From oh, this. get out of here! Sorry, the I second, had to say the it. The second I... one. No, watch the first one again. I think JD slowed it down. Oh. I'm pretty sure he slowed it down. But anyways, I don't think I did. But here you go. Thanks. Right. Thanks very much. Anyways, real quick here. Okay, we're watching Tass. Explosives not slow. Okay, it's not slowed down. But anyways, it's only two point two three seconds. Anyways, yeah, but what? How much? Sp- it's yeah. forty feet. You it's ran- sensor to sensor. Two point. Yeah. 
It's 40 feet, but I slowed down there. Uh, that's a horrible one. Oh, that's, that's obviously terrible. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. That, that looks short. It looks like it's, yeah, it looks this like is 20 slowed feet down. top. Okay, that's Look at that. Look at that. Though. Anyways, yeah, it looks like Darren Revelle. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. A, another, yeah, this is the terrible look. I included this terrible <laughs> this look. Awesome. I want to do this I, so bad. I know, I know. But my, I got into it with another guy who was doing it, and we were trying to go sub two. I think he did it. Uh, you got to get a, just a bit of a head start, I think, on these I sensors. have a question. Like, was it? Was it counting you down, or it, it no. starts when you go? It starts. Right. Okay. It starts when you, you leave the pad, I guess. No, yeah, oh. when you break the sensor. Oh, There's okay. a sensor and a sensor on the other side. It's forty feet. Yeah, two point three. I mean, it's slow. It's not fast, obviously, but it's not. It's not like uh, you know tortoise. Slow. Man, well, we get. It's like anything we do now, like us playing basketball. You know, yeah, trail have those videos good. of us playing basketball. You like, you think you're killing it out there, Lee, and mm. then you see it, and you're like, oh my god, it's just. <laughs> It's horrible. It's like Darren Darren Williams, I guess, boxing the other day. He's like, oh, man. it's not it's not as great as I think it is. Um, okay, so that you just think you're, you think you still have speed in well you. in your brain. Did you, you ever know, have speed in you. Yeah, <laughs> good question. <laughs> sort of, sort of, <laughs> maybe. Uh, Anyways, it, it feels fast in your brain. Yeah, you know? for sure. Obviously, uh, Lee, do you have an answer for this one? Yeah, so you know, I have a uh, a proper hoop now at my house, a basketball hoop in the driveway that I play around with with the boys. And uh, one time, one legit time, I got a wedgie, right? And I stuck it in, took a photo, and it was great. And I was like, great, a wedgie. And the boys know about the wedgies we talk about. So my little five-year-old's often like, Dad, get a wedgie. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't do an insincere, ungenuine wedgie. It's got to be re- legit. Right. So I'm shooting away, you know, I'm trying to aim for the corner there. I just can't lodge a legit wedgie. He's just like, just shove it in there. I'm like, no, 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 that's not how that's not how wedgies work. Your wedgies have to be natural. Mm-hmm. So I've shot away. I've even tried to just like throw it in there full steam. Can't lodge it. So I just can't I can't do a wedgie. I'll get another wedgie at some point. <laughs> Is this point. like a weird humble brag? It's like I just I just can't miss. <laughs> well, Every no, shot no, I mean, goes I, in. Listen, there's there's plenty of bricks. I could I could oh. uh, definitely shoot the bricks out there, but it's very difficult to actually get a wedgie to aim for a wedgie mm-hmm. you've just got to get the timing right there and i just can't do it so you know i try to show to my my boys like you know you can do it but i'm not just going to give you one just because you want one you got to earn the wedgie fair i have a very weird answer for this what is something you try often despite the fact that it never seems to work my answer is ordering bell street burritos on a sunday mm-hmm. it's not open mm. and i can't really get over the fact <laughs> rightly i can't like to me, a Sunday feels like the day most people would eat burritos. I have no, no, like you know, data. I don't have Schumann data to back this up. But I just can't get over that it's not open. And it's fine, you know, giving their workers a Sunday off. I get it, sure. But I always want a burrito on a Sunday. Mm. Nora throws it out, and then we go, you know, jump on the Uber Eats or whatever. And like, oh no, it's closed. Isn't that weird. That's crazy. Yeah, that's the South. I know. They just want to close on the, on Sundays. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but it's unfortunate. Yeah, I would say Sunday is burrito day for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thumbs up in the stream team if you believe Sunday is burrito day. <laughs> I mean, every day should be burrito day, really, but definitely Sunday. Uh, do you want to do this last question? Yeah, let's do it. Why? All right. Greetings, dinkers and dumpers. Long time, first time. In a recent tweet of the night, Trey brought up a question, whether 6'7 Nicholas Braun could dunk. As of a man, as a man of similar stature, this got me wondering if I could dunk, since I hadn't tried since I was in college. Happy to report, I still have enough spring to throw down. Nice. My question: What is something you thought you were past the point of being able to do, only to surprise yourself in doing? Thanks for keeping the classic factory in full production. Oh, we're back, baby. That's right. 
we're doing the factory right here. Turn up, love you guys. That's from Trey in San Antonio. So something you thought, can't do it anymore. It's in my past, Skeets. Uh, well, I wasn't sure, but I did it recently, and I still got it. And that is getting up on a roof. Springing, <laughs> springing up there, to use his word. Confident. Still confident on a ladder. Confident stepping onto the roof. I was cleaning the gutters. Eve's troughs, we call them in Canada. Yeah. There's a little fact for all of you out there that are not Canadian. <laughs> I always say it to people. I had to, like, get one of them fixed. Oh, my eaves troughs falling off. The guy, like, the guy that works in gutter repairs. Hmm. He, he's like, what are you talking about? Like, ah, that's what we call him in Canada. Anyway, uh, I think in the UK as well. But, yeah, I still, um, still, I guess the point is I still feel comfortable up there. Despite yeah. getting up there in age. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, it must be a good feeling. Yeah, it's right. It's good. <laughs> so, I mean, this going to backfire terribly once right. I fall and right. break my neck or my back or something. But, uh, Lee, do you have an answer for this one? Yeah, well, when we were at NBA TV, I always used to make sure I could still touch the rim in the studio there yeah. on my around my birthday. So every year it was like, okay, can I still get up and touch the rim? That was like a sign to me that I was still in reasonable health. I haven't done it now for a couple of years, so I, I'm going to have to find a gym with a proper NBA size uh, hoop and see if I can still touch it. I think I can. I think I can. But okay. uh, that was always my little sort of way of determining, okay, you're not in too bad shape if you can still uh, get this old body up off the ground and touch a, an NBA uh, height rim. Get this old chunk just, of coal off the Didn't you the just say you have a proper – Well, it's yeah, but official. it's uh, – I mean, no, it's, it's it's like it's a proper spalding rim, but the way that it sort of sits in the uh, driveway there, I'm not sure exactly if it's the, <laughs> you know, the, the correct NBA height. It's got to be legit, JD. You know that. Yeah. I want to do it in the uh, studio if I can. So maybe I'll have a word to someone at NBA TV, see if they'll let me back in for a day just to uh, test it out. Uh, Kaplan. You can call Kaplan. Yeah, yeah Kaplan. Yeah, yeah, I'll give Kaplan. Kaplan. Yeah. Uh, do you have an answer for this? No, I, I mean, I kind of I asked, should we do it? Because I don't have an answer. But also, did you just see me run there? I mean, that wasn't good. So uh, I still can't, still can't be fast. Can we I, see I still, it one more time, JD? Oh, okay, on. I, I do, sure. I do want to see it one more time. Uh, I just want to see the explosiveness. Well, listen, the, the first take, I thought I looked fast. Uh, Danielle said, no, that I set up the camera on purpose so it's looking directly at me. So you're coming towards oh, the camera. Yeah. So yeah, look okay, at him go. Like, I get out of the blocks and I go really then slow. Then you, yeah, you slow down. Right 2.23, 40 feet. I'm not happy with my performance. <laughs> that shot so much. Uh, but then this, yeah, I slowed down. I oh, stopped because a child, oh. there's a child there that triggered yeah. the sensor. Uh, see, what's going on there with the clock? These raptors, these velociraptors are messing with me. Outrun a velociraptor. Where was that? I want to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's up north. You guys don't travel no, that way I will very not often. be going Forget to do it. that. Okay. <laughs> Too far. Uh, all right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, Lily's got Tweet of the Night. we got Pick'em Results, so don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. All right, back with No Dunks. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Ah! Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. All right, Lily, you have the honors by way of Canada. Hopefully you're still there. There you are. <laughs> yes, I do. And uh, the Tweet of the Night comes in from Micah Adams who tweeted this last night. If the NBA had to show five classic Christmas games in lieu of live games, what are the five? Uh, what are the best five with the caveat that no team or player could appear twice? Now, he's gone here with the 84 Knicks and Nets, the 1990s Bulls Pistons, 2003 Cavs Magic, 2004 Lakers Heat, the Shaq Kobe rematch there, and then the 2018 uh, Celtics 76ers. Now, I'm going to tweak this a little bit okay. and just say to you guys, because there's probably not going to be the marquee names playing. Giannis might not be playing. Trey Young might not be making his return to Madison Square Garden. So if you guys could choose any sort of throwback regular season game, that's the only caveat here. It can't be a playoff game okay. to show on Christmas Day, which I think fans would love to uh, watch. What would you go with? I'll go first. I've, I've, I know I have brought up this game before. It's from 2006, and it was the uh, Sonics and the Suns. It was a double overtime game where Ray Allen uh, hits this huge 30-footer in overtime to win the game there for the Sonics. He finished with eight threes. He started off really bad. He had 42 points, uh, but he went eight for 10 on threes in the second half and the two overtimes, 10 for 13 for the game. It's an awesome game. It's the classic Suns back when they were in their sort of prime run and gun, seven seconds or less Suns. Sonic scored 152 points. The Suns scored 149. And back then, they actually set a uh, NBA record combining for 32 three-pointers made. Uh, that was the record back then. <laughs> seems uh, seems like that almost teams do that every single game these days. But for you guys, if there was a, a regular season game from anywhere in history you would like to put on Christmas Day, what would it be? I thought this was a tough question when you were uh, throwing it in the Slack channel there this morning. Yeah. But then I thought of one that I was like, people would want to watch this game. I would want to watch this game. Um, December 4th, 2009... Kobe banks home that buzzer-beating game-winning three over Dwayne Wade. So mm. Lakers Heat 09 again early December. You, you know the shot I'm talking about. You see yes. it right. He's like one-legged. He's like going cross sort of court. Yeah. Insane shot. He banks it in. But it was like that was a really close game. I was like doing some research, of course, this morning and checking it out. Lakers were on a winning streak. You know you've got Kobe versus Wade, which of course is pretty amazing. Uh, Fisher hit a big shot late. Wade like split some free throws that opened the door there for Kobe. So I'll go that one. But it's sort of difficult to think of like really, really, truly memorable regular season games that you would like want to fire up again on Christmas Day. Yeah, Lee really opened this one up. Just just pick a game yeah, from NBA Lee, history. Well, I wanted to know why we couldn't just pick Christmas too. Uh, <laughs> because uh, overall, do you remember all that many Christmas Day games? I mean, because they used to only play one or two, remember? And yeah. I think they were better. Now when it's five... There's honestly usually two or three that are just there's pretty bad. Yeah, there's yeah. some duds. So, I mean, the, uh, the, I, the Cavs-Warriors Christmas Day game where Jefferson had the huge dunk, right? And uh, 
Was yeah. that the Kyrie, was that game the Kyrie game? Irving game? Yeah, yeah. That was, that's a, that was yeah. 2018, yeah. right? I think it was yeah. it was mentioned in yeah. the tweet. There. That's the one. Oh, that, that was you, in the tweet. Yeah, was that's it? that's the oh. that's the one you think of immediately. Yeah, okay. that, yeah, of course. Yeah, some of the you get. I guess that's sort of why it's hard to pick a regular season game because yeah. Yeah, it's uh, there's some duds for sure. That's understandable, but I, I got to go traditional. I got to stick with the Christmas Day okay. game, and uh, I'm going with Bulls Pistons '97. I remember this game. It was Grand Hill, sort of the the coming out party, um, and I, I just like the tradition of of you know being around people at Christmas that you haven't seen in a long time, and then you'd watch this game where Grand Hill, unfortunately, he had, he had a really good game, and obviously his career didn't go the way it should have, uh, but that's what happens with a lot of relationships with the people that you're at the Christmas table with as well. The relationships just don't go the way they should have, you know, a lot of regret. Um, anyways, what am I saying? Uh, but, uh, uh, that Pistons game, it was uh, the Rodman, uh, Rodman, huge, huge triple doubled. Uh, so he was scrapping and yeah, it was the Grand Hill almost, you know, in, in the eyes of some kind of taking the, 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 the torch from, MJ obviously mm. it did not happen, um, but uh, that that game I remember uh, the ugly ugly teal uniforms the Pistons yeah. were wearing on Christmas Day. But yeah, Bulls Pistons that was that was a good one. That's one that sticks out to me as a teen as a game that I uh, I love made me fall in love with the game a little bit more. Lee, do you remember that one? You remember every game, so you must remember that one. Well, I, I think Rodman beefed in that game too, didn't he? Tass he had oh. like twenty three rebounds. Yes, I think yes. Christmas yeah. beef. I may be, wow. I may be mixing keep your up turkey. A... Forget your ham. Give me the beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he had triple yeah. double, but he had the beef. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nice that, I I didn't think he had a triple double. I thought he it's had close. like ten points, twenty three rebounds, and you know, whatever no assists, four assists. But right. uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, let's hear from everybody Good out one. there in the stream team. Nice to reminisce. Uh, you can keep it to a Christmas Day game if you want to, or do what Lee did and just say pick any game that's ever happened and throw <laughs> not it a playoff on. game. Not though. a playoff there game. Some, Can't be a playoff. Some rules. Some yeah, rules. No, but I mean the thing is, you know, the point I was I was trying to make was that <laughs> Christmas Day games, you know, you remember them because you remember them. Right, but there are other regular <laughs> yeah. season. Holy shit, that's deep. <laughs> no, but but there are other regular season games. This this one that I brought up, Sonics and the Suns. It might have been on a Tuesday night, and not you know West Coast. Not maybe didn't get the biggest audience. It was an awesome game. Put that game on, and that deserves oh, a little bit I more see, attention. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was trying to sort of you know get to there. But uh, yeah, we got close enough. Okay. All right. Well, again, we'll open that up to everybody in the stream team and. Leave your uh, suggestions in the comments below the vid and tweet at us at No Dinks Inc. Okay, No Dunks Inc. No Dinks Inc. There it is. First one in the Classic Factory. Okay, pick them <laughs> results. Hornets, Jazz. Utah was favored by 11 and a half. Oh, not enough. They only won by 10. So that's a win for Charlotte. I'm, of course, excited because I needed this to get back in this. And I'm right there. I'm 5 and 9. Yeah, that's my record wow. for December. Tass took the L. You had the Jazz to cover. You're 6 and 8. Lee had the Jazz to cover. He's seven and seven. He's within reach. Trey's fine. He's eleven and three. He's killing this month. So this is important. I'm a game behind you, two mm -hmm. behind Lee. Mm -hmm. We're starting to run out of December here a little bit. Um, where are we going? Somebody's got to lose other than you. I, mean, I would like that. Yeah, that'd yeah. Be nice. I already owe three pick and payoffs. <laughs> We're gonna do the shot, uh, shot caller, once we get everybody in here. Right. You wow. Can, you can lock that one in. I'm doing it. On a roof. I think it should count for two, personally, because it's an actual real pick and payoff, but whatever, it counts for one. <laughs> I still think I should That's do fine. the mustache. Rip off the mustache. Well, Wax. Not rip it off. Go mustache. Oh. For like a week or so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a gross look. All right. I don't have to walk around in public still. Uh, That's acceptable. And then we got to figure out a third one, but I don't want to lose this one. I want to catch you guys. All right, so yeah. Important. Well, you're close, and uh, tonight we're on opposing sides yet again. It's okay, the good. Blazers 
visiting the Pelicans. So it's a bit of a tough, tough pick. It's 13 and 18, visiting 10 and 21. Both are on two game winning streaks. So they're both streaking. Pelicans having their first winning streak of the season here. So you three guys in Trey, Lee, yourself, Skeets, yep. are taking those Pelicans. I'm a blind believer in the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, they've won two in a row. They have gone on a longer winning streak than two games before this season, so I'm believing in them and their experience. I got Blazers. The three of you guys have the Pelicans. All right, Blazers favored by one and a half. A close on one, yeah. I didn't even mention even the line because it's a coin Lillard's, flip. Uh, playing. What's going on? He may not be playing. What's going on? Uh, I'm sorry to tell you. What is happening? He just, I, I mean, who he knows? just, who knows? he just won two games yeah. for them. Um, oh. We'll see. Okay, okay, so this is big. Big Pelicans, game. go Pelicans, Lily. Uh, I need this to tie up tasks here in the month of December. JD, just to check back in with you, I feel like I got cleaner there in the second half, man. Yeah, really? we're, we're, it's, we're getting there. We're getting there. There's a lot of moving parts over here. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. I'll tell you what. Okay, whatever. There's the little flub on a transition here. There's a hot mic or a mute mic, blah, blah. Who cares? The energy is back. It's nice oh, to yeah. actually see you guys. Look face-to-face. Have a conversation about basketball. No doubt. Can't wait, of course, till uh, Lily and Trey are back here, too. Can't wait till the new desk. We'll add some more art. We'll tweak things. Appreciate you guys checking it out, though. A little test run here in the Classic Factory. Email in your NBA questions, nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc. Grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. And hey, if you want to uh, get some nodunks merch, look at these fine mugs we have here. Good morning, sweet world mugs available over at nodunks.com. Tomorrow, stay on me, JD. Oh, oops, all right. This is like, uh, <laughs> feels like a talk show where you, they do the... <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, tomorrow, guys, I'm going to give you the uh, my favorite five gifts from the Hallmarker Slammer catalog. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I got two versions Whoa! of the Hallmarker Slammer catalog. What a and, waste. And then I've got the Shopper <laughs> image gift. I mean, it's basically a Hallmarker Slammer catalog. <laughs> so uh, I might go through all three of these bad boys. And uh, I don't know. Do you want me to do what I did last year and pick you guys a gift each? Ooh, that yes. was, yeah, that was sort of fun, wasn't it? Okay, so we'll yeah. do that uh, on tomorrow's show. Trey will be joining us. Lee, you got the day off. How did uh, tobogganing go, by the way, Lee Lee? Ah, it's awesome, man. <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> it is so much fun. Uh, yeah, the boys went out. We actually we went sledding down a, uh, a golf course. That's It's snowed everywhere. Kids everywhere. Kids going crazy. Uh, it's been awesome. It's so cool. I'll, uh, maybe I'll put up a photo. I haven't Fine, put anything up yeah. yet, but maybe I will. But, Tash, uh, Tash had a video of him racing a velociraptor. You can yeah. at least put up a sledding video. Yeah, it looked cool. I, I saw a couple of photos. I think Roxy put up a photo. Uh, yeah, she's put up a few. Snow. Yeah, but, uh, snow is snow, nice. Snow, man. Nice yeah. to see it in photos and not live in it. Tell, I'm telling you, my, my boys both... Um, you know, they complain. They say there's no snow in Atlanta. They want to go and play in the snow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, all right, you want snow? Well, you, I'll give you some snow then. So uh, then we come up here. You showed them. Freezing cold. There's snow everywhere. And they've been out there and been building snowmen. They've been having snowball fights, going sledding. So they've talked the talk, and now they are walking the walk. It's great to see. Right. Okay. Walking the walk. Are they uh, skating the skate? Because you said you were going to uh, They should be skating right now as we speak. I'm oh, about wow. to go and uh, Let's go to them live. Here they are. All right. <laughs> Okay, Lee, well, enjoy the day off tomorrow. Uh, I think we're going to have you back later in the week. Um, so, yeah, enjoy the snow up there, man. All right. See you guys. All right. See you. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here. We will see you tomorrow around 10 a.m. Eastern live. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, 
I think we can do away with the Clipper Bros now in the new studio. I don't know. What? I don't know if the Clipper Bros are worthy of this new beautiful mm. space. Oh, here. I, I disagree. Well, I might have to put that to a poll. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. All right. <laughs> Embrace the day, people. I forgot what I said. 